and welcome to The Bright Side here on 93.1. This is a show that's about helping you help other people. I'm your host, Joel Hunter, and I'm here with your host, Joel Hunter, who is, uh, that's not just another way to say I'm here. Uh, that's <laughs> <laughs> and both of them are me. Just in, I've had a schizophrenic break. <laughs> knock, knock, who's there? Yes. <laughs> so this, this show, what we tried to talk about is uh, ways that you can help make other people's lives better. Um, and we uh, have on guests occasionally, actually pretty much most of the time, yeah, most of the time. Most of the time. Yeah. When we don't, it's just you and me just being like, how you doing? Pretty good day? Everything's, everything's good What's around. What's up? What's <laughs> yeah. up? Sunny out, huh? So, uh, but today we have a guest uh, that I'm really excited about. It's, it's, uh, if, if there was a wheelhouse that I, that I would have, it'd be eyeball stuff because I do LASIK and cataract surgery. Uh, and today we have somebody from Lighthouse of Central Florida, uh, who, uh, it's this organization that they, uh, help people who have visual disability uh, to uh, have, you know, lives that are uh, not impaired by that, you know, which is, which seems uh, hard to do, but that's why we have an expert on today you to talk about how you do that. You um, so for our opening segment, we thought, uh, well, our research department, research department, Becky Hunter, uh, thought <laughs> we should talk about, you know, maybe different uh, fun eye facts. Uh, and I learned a lot. I learned, I realized uh, my education was incomplete about yeah, eyes. I know. Some of this is fascinating. Uh, for instance, I had no idea how long a camel's eyelashes were. Uh, You'd uh, think they'd cover that the first or second day. <laughs> 10 centimeters, that's a long eyelash. That's uh, 10 centimeters. That's, at least, that's four inches long. You that's, know, when you got blowing sands, you got to have long eyelashes. Yeah. Have you ever looked a camel in the face? They are, there's a weird looking creature. <laughs> they got their lips, they have like a top lip that comes in from both sides and stuff. They're, they're bizarre. They, they're mean too, but, uh, but, they, there was a couple camel uh, eye facts. Well, a lot of animal facts. Yeah. The, uh, the other one is that they have three eyelids huh. to protect their eyes from sand blowing in the desert. Three. Well, it, I'm not sure it, what you would do th with I, three eyelids. Yeah, I'm sure, I mean, like, it seems like that. Uh, but why would you need the extra layers? Like, I mean, that's hard blowing sand. I guess the first layer doesn't get it. <laughs> I know. Oh, you penetrated Man. my first two. <laughs> Little did you know Yikes. how evolved I am. Bring it. I got more than humps. I got long eyelashes and a million lids. You know what, what was fascinating to me was about owls? Yes. Owls can't, apparently they can't move their eyeballs which has led to the distinctive way they turn their heads almost all the way around. Yeah, yeah. That's that, why. That's why they always, between that and the wide eyes. It's why they always like when they turn, they always look like they're like say what? Because they, because they did. They, it's very dramatic if you're talking to an owl because they'll always just slowly turn. Uh, but they have crazy good vision. They they really do. Uh, it, birds of prey have the uh, have vision that we can't even approach with human eyes. Like, well, they, they, it said that they could see. A mouse move in the grass at fifty yards away. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it, it's true, and that and that's uh, in the dark with flight. You know, a lot of these animals oh that gosh. have, you know, when you see uh, when you uh, nocturnal animals, when your car headlights or or a flashlight, you know, you shine in their eyes, and they get and you get that creepy like yellow glow. You know, uh -huh. where their eyes look look like they're glowing. That's they have this layer uh, in their retina. We don't have this as humans. It's called the the tapetum lucidum. Uh, and and their the the back of their eye has a reflective lining so that when light comes in, they're both getting the light coming in and it's shining back, bouncing off of that. So it kind of amplifies the oh light for them so that they can see really well at night. 
Um, and uh, we don't have that. Ours is all dark so that we can see like finer detail. That's why like we that. need golden arches when we get hungry. Uh, yeah, exactly yeah. right. Because we have no topetum lucinum. That's you have right. to have a big glowing That's sign right. in the shape of an M so that you can know. <laughs> you can know where food is. You can see that from 150 feet easy. Uh, the golden arches, because we oh, could yeah. never see a mouse. I, I, Plus, who eats mice? <laughs> Gross. That's one thing we've got on owls. That's right. I remember I was so excited when I was in uh, I was in college, and they were like, "Today we're doing some dissections," and I was like, "Oh, great! This is this is gory stuff. All right, I said, this will be real surgery." And then and then we were like, "What are we dissecting?" And they're like, "Owls poops." And we we're like, "Oh, <laughs> gross!" And that's because. Well, now, I, why did you dissect that again? It was did you a, hope to repair it. It was someday? a very low quality college. <laughs> it was. <laughs> I'm not even sure they were accredited. <laughs> it was just the one guy. Uh, <laughs> now it was uh it's because owls have they when they eat they they uh they eat the whole thing you know if they eat uh -huh. a vole or a mole uh or a mouse they they eat it whole um a lot of rhyming and then when they so when they have owl pellets that's what they call them uh it you you dissect and you get these different skeletons of these different animals uh it still was gross though i yes. mean they tried to make it same sciencey yes. but it was not we'll, we'll switch uh, subjects as quickly as we can okay the the largest eye on the planet belongs to the colossal squid you know that was a new one for me too i knew there were giant squid i was not aware there is a colossal squid I mean, I guess, I guess when they discovered it, they're like, well, we've already got the giant squid. What do we call this? It's a, a colossal? That's, this is quite a bit bigger. <laughs> seems good. Uh, they do, though. They have big, huge eyes, like the size of dinner plates. How many inches across is Eight, a... This is fascinating. 18 inches that's, across the eyeball. That's incredible. That Holy. really is. That's really, really big because a, a human eye is one inch. Yeah. So, I mean, that's... 18 times bigger, but you got it. I guess, I guess there's some evolutionary adaptation there just because, uh, light doesn't make it much far. I think it's like, uh, like a thousand feet or something underwater. And then after that, it's just dark. So, uh, I don't know what, what use they have for it. Maybe they stay in that zone. Cause the ones that are really, really deep down, not the squids, but like the, the uh, weird, the weird alien creatures that live down at the bottom of the Mariana Trench. They don't even see anything. They don't. They don't even. Oh, have, yeah. yeah. They just. They don't have eyes. They're just used to bumping into stuff because <laughs> there's no light anyway. Work must work for them. Yeah. This was also fascinating to me. Eagles, it says, have one million light cells, uh, light sensitive cells per square millimeter of retina. Humans have only two hundred thousand. Here's so. Here's my question. Why don't you see a lot more eagles with sunglasses on? Because <laughs> you'd think they'd be like, "Yeah, so bright, oh, man! It's so bright yeah, out." I bet you that, but they uh, they don't look up very much, you know. Oh, uh, that's eagles, true. They, they rarely, probably probably don't stare into the sun. Yeah, you rarely see them sitting there just looking upwards towards the clouds. It's always that's what they're always looking down. That's why they look so serious all the time. <laughs> that's right. But they do. They have they have twenty. So humans, you're uh, you're you're not best vision, but you, but the average. Ideal vision for a human is 2020, and then you meet a lot of people who are 2015, uh, especially if they've had LASIK. That's more common. Uh, and then, uh, but a, an eagle is 22, so they can see what a what a perfect human eye can see from two feet away. An owl can see from 20 feet away. Wow! It, it, it works out to be something similar to they could read a quarter from across a football field. They do. They see. Wow! They see really, really oh, well. Yeah, because it's also densely packed in there. Um, and they also have these very, pr uh, very prolate corneas. These very, uh, the curve of their cornea is very, very steep, uh, which is which is really high acuity. But if you have like uh, the opposite of that is toads, 
they have an oblate cornea, very, very flat, because they don't see very well, but they have a very wide field of view so that they can, you know, if, if there's an eagle coming, they, they can tell. <laughs> they just hop, hop in the river. <laughs> they just jump right in there to get away from that. Um, I want to... I want to use this platform to um, address one fact that I'm almost sure is not correct. Uh, I, there was this one that said shark corneas are similar to human corneas. And then just smugly says, which is why they've been used in human transplants. Uh, and I, I, like, I don't like to just tout my credentials. I don't feel like there's, you know, that, that, nobody likes that guy. But I did do a, a fellowship in cornea surgery where it's like all corneal transplants. I'm like, so I'm a corneal trained ophthalmologist. I've literally never heard of that one time. I I can't imagine. I, my guess is it's one of those things where it's like uh, they, they uh, you know, there was that one Russian experiment where they switched the heads of monkeys and then the, it lived oh, yeah. for you oh, know, yeah. 10 minutes. I, it's got to be something like that because... But it feels like if this guy had written about that, he'd been like, monkeys' heads are very similar, which is why you can switch them. <laughs> like, I can't believe you didn't know this. Uh, so we are going to uh, be talking today specifically uh, about corneal transplants is one of those things that uh, people uh, will have if they've got a scar or some degeneration to their cornea that it keeps them from seeing. Uh, most of the time, it's if their cornea gets real cloudy from having too much water and it gets very edematous. Uh, and so sometimes you can restore sight with corneal transplants, but there's a, there's a known failure rate for those. Uh, and then you end up with one of the many, many, many reasons, uh, that are either, uh, uh, incurable or untreatable, or, uh, in some way that leave people blind, uh, and blind in general, mm. isn't always what people think of. People think of, you know, midnight in a coal mine type dark, dark mm -hmm. bottom of the Mariana trench dark. Um, but blindness is just, if you if you can't correct to better than 2200 with a pair of glasses, then you're uh, no, legally for, blind. For somebody just listening has yeah. no idea what 2200 means, what it's, does that mean? It's the big E on the chart. Uh, okay. So when you when you do that eye wow. test and then people are like, who can't see that? Someone who's legally blind can't, can't oh, see okay. that. Okay. Um, but still, there's a lot of functional vision. There's a range of blindness. There's a range of functionality. Um, and uh, Lighthouse of Central Florida has it as their mission to 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 help people who are in, on that range. There's different yeah. needs for somebody who can see the big E, but nothing else or barely see it down to somebody who really does have, you know, total darkness that they're living in. Um, so I'm super excited about our guest today. Kyle Johnson is, uh, he's, he's one of the, he's, he's one of the big men on campus. That's he's, right. he's like the guy, the guy in That's charge. Right. Uh, and so we're going to talk to him about their mission and about why he does it when we come back from this break. Welcome back to The Bright Side. This is a show that's about helping you help other people. I'm Joel Hunter, and my father is here. Hello, father. Hello. He's also Joel Hunter. Uh, and today we have with us Kyle Johnson, uh, who is somebody that works at, kind of does, uh, runs, makes sure it keeps running, Lighthouse of Central Florida. Uh, Kyle, thank you for being here. Yeah. Thank you for having it's me. It's super, super nice that you would come. Um, one of the things that I wanted to just establish early on so that people listening could could have an idea of it. What exactly is the is the scope of service offered uh, by Lighthouse, and what, what do y'all do? Well, the uh, at Lighthouse Central Florida, the, the the written mission statement is charting a course for living, learning, and earning with vision loss. Hmm. Uh, but I'd say our core purpose is to empower people of any age beyond the restrictions of vision loss and blindness, and uh, so that means we serve from birth through the end of life. 
So we've had a 102-year-old recently in our computer lab learning wow. to use a computer. Wow. Uh, so he can email his grandkids, you know, <laughs> wow. uh, all the way to, you know, we'd follow people home from the hospital um, if they get a diagnosis when their baby's born. Uh, we really want to get them as early as possible. And in that, you know, we, we serve early intervention, birth through five, school-age kids from six to 13, teenagers, it's called transition because our job is to transition them into uh, post-secondary education, vocational training, or the workforce, mm -hmm. right? Uh, up, up to 22, and we work with adults and seniors and everybody in between. Yeah, so, well, uh, that's that's interesting. I mean, it's one of the things you don't think about right off the bat when you first hear about it is the you, the, the services you need to offer to help some uh, a kid who's two and trying to figure things out is a lot different than somebody who's 22 and trying to figure out how to work, get into the workforce. Absolutely. Very distinct differences. There's a, there's a yeah. lot, of, lot of range there. I found one of the interesting things in one of the descriptors, it says Lighthouse is Central Florida's only private nonprofit agency offering a comprehensive range of services to people living with uh, sight impairment in the Tri-County area, that is Orange, uh, Seminole, and Osceola. Yeah. Um, what... Like nonprofit agency, private nonprofit agency, what is that? What would you offer that like a for-profit business wouldn't offer? Mm -hmm. Well, I, I think the for-profit nonprofit classification is uh, not not necessarily material. It's just that you know tough tough to have a profitable for-profit company in that that gotcha. line of work. I got right? you. Yeah. So so uh, but. In the state of Florida, and every state's different, but in the state of Florida, we have 17 agencies like us. Mm. Really, Orlando, Tampa, and Miami are, are big, bigger. Yeah. You know, you've got some where the executive director is also balancing the books and teaching people orientation, uh, mobility, yeah, and use a sure, cane. Sure. So they're very, very small. Gotcha. Uh, but we all serve mutually exclusive territory. Okay. Great. Um, so that, Seventeen agents. I did not know that. I yeah. did not because uh, yours is the is the only one I've heard of. Nice work on that. Uh, <laughs> well, we've got it. I tell you what, I got to Lighthouse in uh, well, I guess the third of September was five years ago. No connection to visual impairment or blindness. Never knew a person who's blind in my life. And uh, it's an interesting story how I got there. But well, let's hear. Um, it. Yeah, that's what I wanted to ask you. Uh, just <clears throat> just how did you get there? What because I, I read you were you were. It, business world through and through, uh, it looked like, you know, based mm -hmm. on uh, all the internet stalking I did of you. Uh, and uh, and then you're and then you're here. What what led to that transition? Well, I uh, I had a good job in communications, marketing, little business development for uh, a wealth management firm. And, uh, you know, awesome family, great kids, nice community, great job. And I was miserable. Huh. Um, I didn't know why. You know, I never really understood. I didn't have the, yeah, I'm going to be an eye doctor or an accountant or, you know, I always had flashes of things that felt good doing and I was good at them, but I didn't know how to pull those together in a composite that made a career. Mm. And so I was not to, you know, be hyperbolic, but I, I was dying. Mm. I mean, I was living very dysfunctionally. I was very unhappy in a, in a certain spot. And again, blessed man, mm -hmm. you know, I had awesome mm -hmm. friendships and family and, uh, but it just so happens <laughs> that if I'm working without purpose, mm -hmm. uh, something that I can be passionate about, and, and in this case, it, it, that means generating outcomes that lead to improvement of life, mm -hmm. then I'm, uh, I don't know how to live that way. Gotcha. Too good. Yeah, right? I'm an English gotcha. major. No, I like um, so, so I did a seminar for nonprofit leaders showing them investment strategies that their donors might be using that incorporate giving money away, right? Mm -hmm. Just investment strategies. 
in hopes to make friendships, get in front of their major donors and win some clients for our firm, right? Eventually. Mm -hmm. And the CEO of Lighthouse, uh, Lee Nasahi, she's been there as a CEO nearly 20 years now, came as a mom with Mm. a son who was blind and scared, you know, 30, 34 years ago. Um, and uh, she came and made friends with the, the people who would make friends with us, you know, business development. Yeah. And then uh, I was at a cocktail party. She was introducing me to a new leader of their fundraising department. And she put her hand on my shoulder and volunteer, volunteered me. She said, yeah, Kyle's going to help you start a young executives committee. Volan told me. I, really, I like that. Yeah. So, so I said, sure. And uh, I didn't know anything about nonprofits at all, you know, uh, but all I knew is it felt good being there every time I got to contribute and, mm. and help start this group of young, young professionals who are going to, you know, lend their volunteer time to help grow the, the mission. One of the most remarkable things, and this is what I was leading into in the beginning of my statement, uh, one of the things that shocked me, because you said we're the only ones you've heard of, good job. And I was in the community. I'd say, hey, Kyle Johnson with Lighthouse Central Florida. And they say, Bright House? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> 40, yeah. You know, at the time we were in the community 37 years. Yeah. Uh-oh. Particularly if you're the exclusive provider you yes. know, for comprehensive vision rehabilitation. And I'm sure you've seen the, the American Academy of Ophthalmology a few years ago said vision rehabilitation is standard of care, part of standard of care. Mm. And when you don't have, then on the other end, I'm talking to a senior who got, he said, well, I got a prescription and a diagnosis and have a nice day. They didn't tell me about Lighthouse. The bus driver did. Yeah. So we're working in a lot of ways to, to change that. Yeah, yeah, it's true. I mean, there is, there's a gap there, you know, because even working in low vision clinics before, um, there was, I mean, there was one guy I remember, uh, I remember him so well that I still know his name. Bruce Anderson was an optometrist in Tampa, um, and he was wonderful and, and went through and, and, and took the time to, to do a correct, low vision exams are hard exams to do uh, because you're, you're trying to figure out what level of impairment there is because it's a spectrum. And I think we can talk about that with Kyle too, but, uh, and so it was, you know, the average, instead of the average appointment being 15 minutes, it was, it was an hour and a half of him just going through. But going through and meticulously saying, you know, here's the options you have to, here's here's the resources you've got available. Um, but boy, was he the exception. You know, I mean, he really was, yeah. he really was the exception. Do you find that most of your efforts are, uh, as far as marketing for, it might be a weird word to use, but as close as I can think of, of making people aware of what you offer, is that mostly something you approach uh, through the clinical side of things, trying to tell the different doctors and technicians that are working with these people, or is it something that's just kind of a, a public relations effort to the people, you know, direct to consumer type of thing? Yeah, I'd say, uh, I'd say it's all, okay, any and all. Yeah. So, so we have a different strategy, obviously, for physicians connecting with physicians um, than we do for general community awareness, and then we do for fundraising. You know, then the business community, different strategies for connecting and communicating with them. So it's, it's, it's kind of like we got, we've got to have all the hooks in the water. Um, and we've really made a lot of headway, I'd say, in the last few years. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and just now recently, we, won a, uh, we earned a $30,000 grant uh, from the Miller Foundation here in Orlando to launch a, a big marketing campaign that is going to help with visibility too. Um, but that marketing broad marketing campaign will not likely focus a whole lot on physicians because what we're finding is when we get out there personally, we do lunch and learns. We, you know, because some folks right. from back in the day, uh, some physicians we found, they think we're competition. Yeah. You know, I've had, I've had a, a client say that their doctor said, if I were to refer to Lighthouse, I'm admitting failure 
uh, oh as a doctor, oh which, is, which is completely wrong. Oh we, we supplement the great work that the physician's mm-hmm. doing. We're mm-hmm. helping them live with the vision that they have yeah. while the doctor helps them yeah. either mitigate further loss or, you know, whatever the objectives are for yeah. that physician. So we've got a lot of work to do, but with that physician market, we find that it's it's pretty important to you, you may want to have some, uh, just some uh, counseling uh, uh, to get a counselor to go work with some of those physicians because it sounds, seems like there's something uh, li- uh, lying deeper there where he's like I can't fail you hear me dad <laughs> I'll never give up uh, so uh, that's what I want to talk about uh, not that physician's fear of failure um, but uh, I want to talk about the ways that you've been uh, reaching out in the community because it's you you guys are doing some cool stuff uh and, uh, and I want to go over that when we come back. Right now, we have to go to a break. We'll be back in, uh, we'll be big. We'll be back <laughs> in Minnesota right after this. We'll see you in a minute. <laughs> Welcome back to the bright side here on ninety three point one. I'm I'm chuckling because you had the rapper going. Uh, and it, <laughs> oh, sorry. I, felt, I felt like I was in church. I know. <laughs> we were just uh, really like, silently <laughs> moving, just just very quietly. With that's, that's a story from my background as a kid. My grandmother would give me a butterscotch um, to entertain me while Doctor Shoemaker used really big words in his uh, sermon. And the contest every Sunday was: could I unwrap the butterscotch? Without making a sound, and I'll tell you what—it's like you were—you were—you're tra- a ninja now with those things. It's the quietness. It's—you—you uh, you could step across the floor and make no noise. Um, so we're here with Kyle Johnson today, who is—is uh, is one of the people that runs uh, Lighthouse of Central Florida. And uh, um, there's no of there, is there? Lighthouse Central Florida. Yeah, but there is no of, but. People read of all the time. Yeah, that's interesting. I realize, <laughs> I'm just used to it. Yeah, I realize I, I create, I put an extra word in there. Um, and then also, also there's Lighthouse Works, which um, I wanted to get clarity from you. Um, those are those are two distinct entities. What, what's the difference there between Lighthouse Central Florida and Lighthouse Works? They are. So Lighthouse Central Florida is our core mission for the last 42 years. What, 70s, 1976, we kicked off. Is that 42? Mm-hmm. English major. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Thanks, Roland. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, so that's where we work with uh, people in the community. That's where you'd turn if you're born blind or, or visually impaired to become so at any stage of your life. That's the one place you'd turn where you're going to be served comprehensively by people that are certified and credentialed uh, folks over there, specialists who are going to help you live beyond any restric- restrictions that vision loss and blindness might pose for you. Um, and again, for, for a child who's two months old, uh, their plan is going to be a lot different, as you noted, than a teenager. And just imagine how different you are at one and two, how yeah. rapid that development is. Mm-hmm. And up through age about five, roughly 80% of what you learn as a human being is learned through incidental observation. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm rolling over to get a different perspective. I'm, yeah. I'm pulling myself up. If you're my son, you're scooting to go, oh, that looks dangerous, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. But but it's all vision, right? And so, uh, so that's where we're working at Lighthouse Central Florida with the community that is uh, funded about a little over half our revenue comes by way of fulfilling contracts for the division of blind services, which is a state uh, okay. agency yeah. that poses some challenges, right? Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a for-profit nonprofit. If you've got that much of your revenue coming from a source, you have little control over with, yeah. and extreme unpredictability. That's always been a problem for us. Mm-hmm. We're helping 600 people where there could be 50 to 80,000 in the tri-county area mm-hmm. or the estimates through division of blind services. Mm-hmm. Now, again, I'm an English major, but even I can do that math. 600 mm-hmm. compared to 50 to 80, mm-hmm. that that's a problem, yeah. right? Um, 
Also, eye disorders are projected to double between today and 2050, and that's age-related. Really, oh, we've got this okay. vast push of boomers. This boomer wave, yeah. Yeah, yeah the yeah. boomer wave. Here we are. And, and when you go to the academy meetings, uh, all the ophthalmologists just salivate over all the cataracts that are coming down. Oh, yeah. like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> yeah. They, they take confetti out of their pockets and throw it in the air. They're so excited about the boomer wave. Glad to help. I just picture gold miners, you know, <laughs> with the little basket. That's, that's right. uh, so, so, so you've got the, the over half our revenue come by way of the state agency, scary, uh, disorders yeah. doubling. Then also you have 70%, seven out of 10 uh, working age adults who are blind or visually impaired or unemployed or out of the labor market altogether, mm. despite having college degrees, advanced degrees, having owned and operated their own businesses, right? These are people that, that are today relying on our community and our economy, and they want to contribute. Mm. And there are, I just, in fact, I just did a, a TEDx talk uh, here in Orlando mm-hmm. I don't know, a month ago, at really talking about the way we view the workforce mm. and, and gave examples, and I can give them to you if you want, but how we get competitive advantages, distinct competitive advantages because we employ people who are blind or visually impaired. And so that's, we created because of the funding issues, the, the unemployment rate, those pieces. And remember, I told you Lighthouse Central Florida's mission is uh, uh, living, learning, and earning with vision loss. Yeah. Well, historically agencies like us have a hard time with the earning. It's not malicious. It's just when you go out in that community and you've got a white cane, for some reason, a lot of society, because they're, they just don't know what they don't know. They mm-hmm. think you're mentally handicapped mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. That's not the case. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and, and we for 42 years at Lighthouse Central Florida have applied process technology and training to level the playing field, to give people the opportunity to live integrated, connected, educated, employable, full lives. So we then created Lighthouse Works, which is a subsidiary social enterprise nonprofit company. Social enterprise meaning when we make profits, we don't allocate them to shareholders or, or owner. We allocate them back into the mission at Lighthouse Central yeah, Florida. That's great. So, so this is a company that has multiple business lines. We have a commercial call center where people outsource customer service to us. We have a supply chain division where we do everything from building the magic band boxes for Disney at about 100 to 160000 every month to supplying millions of dollars worth of medical supplies for the Defense Logistics Agency, Air Force, and Army. And uh, uh, we do accessibility compliance, where we make sure that businesses' websites are accessible to the community because it's increasingly being judged in the courts as being a violation, ADA violation, mm. and you can be sued. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're kind of experts in the in the blind tech space, mm. I'd say. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And then, um, and then also, we just I'm launching a new business line now called Contract Closeout, I could tell you and your listeners about that, but it would be a, a good substitute for Ambien. But basically, the <laughs> federal government, if, they're, if they have contracts that need to be finalized at the end of whatever that was, if it's building a rocket or whatever, a third party has to dot all the I's, cross yeah. all the T's, make sure everybody's paid. So we're, that's a big industry for the blind or across the country. And we're finally jumping into that. So, Well, that's one of the things I wanted to ask you about. You know, I mean, that the the... One of the big numbers that jumped out at me with what you were just talking about is is you know fifty percent of of the support coming through the uh, business. No one can see uh, listening in their cars, but I'm using air quotes when I say business <laughs> uh, is is through the, a government agency. And um, I mean, I worked at the the VA hospital, and it's a wonderful service and all that stuff. But you know, you you run into specific bureaucratic difficulties when you're dealing with uh, government. You know, being the sole sole provider for things. Sure, um, and Anyone listening taking that as a knock of the VA? No, it's it's amazing what they do. Uh, it's just there's uh, government's big. It has big big Very hands, big. you know. So 
So, you know, it feel like surfing an iceberg. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So um, is, is part of what you're doing uh, with Lighthouse Works, just trying to figure out how to, how to be able to help more and not be as manacled to that specific source, uh, you know, for, for, for helping. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. And and really that is the spirit of why we created it. So it's a, it's a company with that, that was created to achieve a double bottom line. One, create competitive employment for people who are blind or visually impaired. Seven out of 10 statistic. While generating revenue, we can, net revenues, we can deploy back to Lighthouse Central Florida and fund ourselves. Mm-hmm. Okay. So mm-hmm. uh, every contract that we have, you know, uh, we just got another one with the agencies for personal with disabilities and, and we're doing their call center work and actually building out their entire platform for them. Uh, every, every opportunity, we have to look at it sort of like a portfolio that has to keep balanced. We have, if, if we f- focus too much on our profitability, right, margin, mm-hmm. we'll tip over and we'll, we'll be out of balance mm-hmm. if we neglect the mission. And likewise, if all we do is think about the mission and not the business practices, right, then we will fail as well. So we have, we kind of like look at everything as, okay, how many jobs is this going to create for people who are blind and visually impaired? And by the way, if you go to Lighthouse Works right now, you'll see a, a oodles of sighted people, oodles of people who are blind. There's no special classification of employee. Mm-hmm. My colleagues who are blind are no different employee than I am. This mm-hmm. is an opportunity that they went out there and they earned. Mm-hmm. It's not a training program or a work program. Um, so that balance, that has to be maintained. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also, too, that, that, that honoring that employee has to be maintained, too. Uh, our culture is unbelievable. And it's because of that dedication, mission, focus, uh, and our... You know, we don't talk like a nonprofit. And and I hate saying that. I'm right now I'm the president of the Association of Fundraising <laughs> Professionals. And I hear like, you know, you know, talking like a nonprofit makes my skin crawl. <laughs> you know, and I'll have people say, Well, you know, like in business. I go, not like in business. Yeah. We are <laughs> a business. Right. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. Right. This isn't similar. You're talking about the actual item. Um we have to go to a break here in a minute, but when we come back, uh, there's there's two final things I want to make sure that we cover, uh, and then and then also uh, whatever you want to cover too, Pop. Uh, the uh, the one is is what uh, you were talking about the being tech uh, tech uh, tech experts is what we would say. Nice. No, I just uh, <laughs> I just I, I tried to pretend that my malaprop was on purpose, uh, but being a tech expert in in that sphere. Um, what uh, what opportunities are opening up now that that stuff is more, you know, with iPhones and Android, you know, being able to, you know, uh, trying to be more compliant with that. Um, and then also uh, just a, a very practical if for people who hear this and are like, boy, this is something I'd like to uh, I'd like to either get help from or help with um, a real practical way to do that. So we're going to cover that stuff when we come back from this break. Welcome back to the bright side here on 93.1. <laughs> I had to clear my throat. <laughs> That's that, right. got, that got their attention. I feel like that gets people's attention because you're like, <laughs> I know. I just interrupted whatever conversation you were having in the car. Exactly. <laughs> or possibly a weird Jimmy John's commercial. Uh, so we are here today with Kyle Johnson, who uh, helps run Lighthouse Central Florida. Now, the whole mission of, of Lighthouse Central Florida and Lighthouse Works is to help, uh, what's it, you said, uh, learning, living, learning, and earning with oh, vision loss. I, was, I yeah. almost had loving, learning, earning. Uh, There's a lot of that going on too. <laughs> loving, living, learning, earning. Uh, everything that rhymes uh, for people with vision loss, uh, and and treating the the spectrum of vision loss that there is from people that have mild impairment all the way to people that are you know totally 
uh, what we call NLP, no light perception blindness. Um, and there's a wide range in between those. Um, one thing I wanted to get, and this is more just to, to pick your brain about it. Cause uh, as somebody that works in that field, cause I've always, I've just had curiosity as, as a guy who uh, has an iPhone and a guy who's also an eye doctor, I, I, I still don't know when it, you know when it's talking about the different uh, ways to to make those uh, uh, what, what do they call it accessible uh, accessibility yeah that's mm-hmm. it um, what what's what's the deal with that is that just like modifications that are within the is part of what you do just show people the stuff that's already hey this stuff's already available but you might not know about it a, a lot of it is and I'll even tell you that just briefly that in a kitchen for instance a lot of the things we're doing are bump dots on the, where the medium is on your range, right? Ah. It's, it's uh, teaching them that, oh, just get a longer, um, what do you call it? Oven mitt, you know, cause you can't see how deep your arm's going in and you don't want to burn it. Right. Mm-hmm. All these little ticks and uh, tricks and tips and hacks uh-huh. uh, really are th- things that we're teaching. So it's not just in the digital space too. Some of it's just really simple. And, and what we love about it, you know, 80, typically around 80% of the people we serve are at or near the poverty line. And so it's nice to be able to show someone that they can spend $4 at Walgreens and mark their whole kitchen mm-hmm. up and then they can continue cooking or oh, baking or whatever that, you know, because mm-hmm. we're teaching how to cook with hot, hot ovens and sharp, sharp mm-hmm. knives, right? Mm-hmm. This is about living beyond restrictions. So yeah. um, we've ambition. Yeah. So, uh, but on the tech side, yeah. So there are, you know, back in the day, you'd have to carry 150, 300, you know, piece of luggy equipment to be a, um, a money reader, for instance. Well, yeah. Now there's a free app for that, right? Mm. Um, that things you can pull up on your app, on your iPhone, apps you can get to read your mail. Think if you're an independently living person and you lose your ability to see, who do you want reading your mail or your bank account, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So we're teaching people how to access online banking, you know, and teaching them how to use tools that they may already have. But Apple has led the way uh, and, and Microsoft's coming a long way too, but from the version, was it the uh, iPhone 3G uh-huh. on, you know, ne- you don't have to buy anything to your, put on your iPhone or modify it in any way. You just go into accessibility and you can use a magnifier or a screen reader. Wow. So it'll, it'll read you your mail or Facebook or, and God, God forbid we read the news, but it could do that. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Do you, do you want to feel sad? Just, you can do that now. There's an app for that. Yeah, there's an app for that. We'll exaggerate. But it's just come so far because I remember when I was in those low vision clinics with, with the great, my idol, Dr. Anderson, uh, and, and he would, when he was taking people through these catalogs, if I look back on it now with, with modern, with modern uh, sight of what we've got now, um, it's stuff, his stuff was uh, the hilariously antiquated and hugely expensive compared to what, you know, most people, uh, have, have a phone in their pocket that can do these things because for most people, that's a, that's enough of a priority to, you know, to want to have a phone and most phone companies want you to have one bad enough that they'll figure out how to get one in your hands. Um, so, well, that's really interesting. It's pretty uh, cool. They even have, you know, these or cam or area where you've got a camera on this, on your glasses. And uh, it started like a, out like a spy, very much like a wow, spy. Wow, that yeah. is. Yeah, you get one of those. Well, wait till you hear about the smoke screen, but um, <laughs> or the oil slick. Um, that's an '80s video game. That's reference. Exactly, <laughs> I know. That's. I was just like, wow. How about that? Yeah. So uh, it started out. They have like a phone bank of people who are someone who's watching what you're seeing when you turn it on, and they would say, "I walk in here," and they say, two gentlemen sitting in a radio, you know, studio with microphones in front of them." Well, they're incorporating AI now. So now if I tell it, I can pair it with my iPhone and I let it know this is Joel and Joel and I'm 
right? In the radio mm-hmm. studio. Mm-hmm. Then the next time I'd walk in here, it would know that and tell me. Oh, wow. Um, so the, it, I mean, the technology cool. is really changing yeah. the yeah, game. Yeah, that's really cool. One, mis- one kind of misconception, though, that I, I hear a lot about, I'll talk, because we use, I was able to work with some donors who gifted talking brailers, which is really neat. Mm. There's a video on Lighthouse Central Florida's YouTube page called Hannah Uses Talking Brailler that mm. if you are ever feeling sorry for yourself mm. or need to pick me up, it's about 60 second video. Wow. And it'll light your light awesome. a smile across your awesome. heart. Awesome. But anyways, so people say, "Well, do children with all the technology do they need Braille?" And uh, and that's an innocent question. Uh, but I said, "Well, because there's technology that'll read to you." Sure. I said, "Well, do your children need to learn to read? <laughs> yeah. We've got that technology for them as well." Braille is still very relevant, yeah. very yeah. important. Uh, well, it's yeah. true because I mean, it's just it's yeah. It's like asking do you do you want to have every book forever have to be read to you, or do you want to be able to read it? You know, I mean, that's the difference between. I mean, if you have sight, it's reading. If you don't, it's braille. I mean, that and makes it's sense. Still, it's still reading and reading. Yeah. But, but what's so cool about it is if we teach a child how to learn, read braille, just like if we teach a, a sighted child to read. Mm-hmm. words, yeah. they can read anything in the world. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. That's, that's part of empowerment. Absolutely. You know? That's really, really cool. Um, so uh, for people that uh, want to have some way to connect and, and learn, first off, there's your website. Now, what's the, what's the website? LighthouseCFL.org, like La- Central Florida. Gotcha. LighthouseCFL.org, mm-hmm. um, which is great because that can... Uh, you can you can go through there and get to just about anything that you're trying to find out. Um, you but, can also I, get the Lighthouse Works from that website. Okay. Or lighthouseworks.org. Lighthouseworks.org. Mm-hmm. Oh, so if they you, that way you only have to remember one of the two. Yep. Uh, yeah. Yeah. If you just got one or the other, uh, lighthousecfl.org or lighthouseworks.org. Um, but I know you guys do stuff in the community too. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, just recently, uh, a lot of the people that work at Hunter Vision went to one of these. It, it's called Blink? Or the Blink Experience. The Blink Experience. Yeah. What do you guys do with that? That is a hands-on experiential kind of introduction to our mission. So your group, uh, the hunter group, you know, one of the things we did with them was blindfold them. And uh, after they plated their appetizers, and then we kind of spun their plates around and and taught them low and slow, which is use your fingertips on the edge of the table and explore so you're not punching a wine glass across the table, right? Mm -hmm. Some of the skills that we're going to teach somebody who's blind um, and eating is something that we're just we've done since day one, right? So yeah. we find that eating without your ability to see temporarily can be very impactful for people. And I think it was with the Hunter Vision Group. That's it's, what I was saying. My brother Josh hates events more than anything in the like. He he is a he is a, he, and I'm not talking behind his back. If he was here, he'd say the same thing. He's he came back from that and was just like I said. How I was like how how was it? Because we had the show that night, uh-huh. um, and so I couldn't go. And he's like, it was really good. Oh, uh, man. It must have which, been spectacular. Yeah, it was, the, it was the strongest review I could have possibly heard. Because well, heck, just, that's a good compliment. Then. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's really, it was really, it was really good. So, um, and then, uh, and then there's, there's other stuff that you guys are doing. If, if somebody was uh, looking for a, a way to, to get involved uh, and, and like, there's people that we've found who want to make sure that their money that they're donating is going to something that's really useful. Uh, would that just be the same thing going through your website to, to figure that out? Yeah. I, you know, and we always obviously appreciate while we have Lighthouse Works, I told you 600 people versus 50 to 80,000, we're going to need the community for, for a good long while. Mm-hmm. Uh, what we love about it though, is that we can look at the community and say, we're addressing an important social issue here, seven, 70% unemployment, but standing shoulder to shoulder with our donor community and paying for some of it ourselves. So, so you can go to the website. We are on every 
social media channel known to man. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're on everywhere. Uh, and then, um, and then other events too. Keep an eye out for Dining in the Dark. That's where we partner with the Orlando Police Department SWAT team. I and, saw and we completely that black out the room. Yeah, yeah. And it's a four course fine dining experience. Uh, that, that was my favorite yeah. thing because I was reading. I was reading through this stuff, and, I, and I'm just going to read it, even though we only have, only have one minute left, because it was it caught me by surprise. Immerse yourself in a world of aroma, taste, sound, and texture, all in total darkness. Diners are treated to a multi course gourmet meal prepared by professional chefs and are served. And then this was where I was like, huh? Served by members of the Orlando. Police Department SWAT team. <laughs> we were night wearing vision goggles. night vision yeah. goggles, and I was like, "That's that is really really cool." So, uh, thank you so much for being here, Kyle. Thank you. I mean, Thanks, really, Kyle. This, this is inspiring mm-hmm. what you're doing, and uh, and if you're listening and you want to learn more about it, you can go to lighthousecfl.org or lighthouseworks.org. Um, and uh, and a plug for one other way you can help people. If you go to simple.help, you can get on an email list that can figure out how you can help people uh, of, of any type, the people you run into every day. Um, mm. Thank you so much for listening, and we will see you next time here on The Bright Side. <laughs>